On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're picking up where we left off from the last episode, talking about the ending to that game the other night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Where did the Lightning go from here? And looking towards the Buffalo Sabres, all that more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing, or rather, picking up where we left off from the last episode. Had a late one last night. Uh, we we it, it, Just a little recap right off the top. We spoke about it in the previous episode. Uh, last night that was released post-game, and, and I did see a comment, and, and I will address it. There was a comment that was said, Adam, or or whoever, you know, whoever he was addressing, whether it me or be the show in general, I mean, whomever, I'm here to answer the question. There was a comment from a, a listener, or rather a watcher on, on, on YouTube, on our YouTube channel of the last video, asking, why are you releasing this now? Uh, and, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go ahead and listen or watch the previous episode. I did a little bit something different this time, and and something that I've done here and there throughout the last couple of seasons. I've, I've recorded shows where I've done it in the middle of a lightning game, kind of spoken about the game as it's playing on in the background, you know, kind of analyzing it in real time and kind of testing out my play-by-play chops, which I, I've, you know what, I think at the end of the season, I'll get there. But as, as we do it more, um, but that's really what it was for. You know, if anybody was wondering, other than the person that commented on the video on YouTube, um, I, I think it, it's kind of a good way to kind of see how we're feeling and, and looking at the play or at the game rather, uh, in real time, talk about it on a podcast, and then kind of take a couple, you know, maybe 24 hours, 12 hours later, how many hours later to digest it and, you know, talk about what we think now as maybe does does our does our mindset change because a, a goal didn't go the other way or the, the other team scored uh, one more than we got one. I think it's a good examination um, how one's – uh, opinion could change over a, a matter of hours uh, due to a last minute result. And that's really what it was last night for this lightning team. Uh, I spoke about during the episode that I really thought up until that point and that the lightning played very well. Uh, and, and I still think that they do. I still think the lightning played a very disciplined game, you know, as a whole. Yeah. I, and I, and I spoke about this on the episode as well. And I'll talk about it here is that there's, always going to be things that can be improved on. And and I would rather see a team. And we saw this team last night. And this was, this is why it's so frustrating to me is because I feel like this lightning team has the potential to play at this level every single, every single night. And there's really at this point in time, no excuse, especially after everything that has happened over the last couple of years. Uh, You know, there has been some new faces uh, coming in the door and, and 
regular faces leaving. You know, there's been some turnover here and there, but for the most part, you have the same core, you have the same group of players. Uh, so there's really no reason that I think that this this team can't replicate a performance in which the the one we saw last night against Carolina. And, and what I'm trying to get to is trying to say is I'm not looking for Tampa. And if you're watching on YouTube, I did not freeze there. That was just me taking a long, long pause. But if if I'm if you're gonna ask me, and I think a lot of people will 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 agree with me on this, if you're gonna ask me how the lightning should go about improving on a nightly basis, because that's all that that's all you could do during the regular season is improve, get better, learn from your mistakes. And I think that, you know, we've we've made a big deal about this on this show. <clears throat> and I'm glad to see that there's some listeners and 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 fans out there of the show that are reaching out to me and and I always love that interaction with all of you. Reaching out to me and, and finally seeing what I have been seeing. Uh, I think really the Ottawa game from Tuesday was the breaking point. And, but I, I always want to see the improvement and I have to say this was, and, and this hundred percent, even if it was a loss, which it was last night's game against the hurricanes, which if you're just joining us now and not knowing the score, the lightning lost that game in a shootout. I'll get to that in the second segment. Uh, if you've been a listener of the show for a long time, you know, my feelings on shootouts. Uh, but I think that this was as good as a bounce back game where that we have seen from the lightning in a very long time. We have seen games similar, but for the most part, we've seen lightning lose games badly and we've seen lightning, lightning come back in the next game and somewhat set a bar for themselves to, to bounce back, but set a bar for themselves that can't be replicated. So what I'm saying just, hypothetically speaking, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm just throwing teams out there. I'm off the top of my head. I don't really know if this actually happened, but just we'll, we'll use Tuesday's game against Ottawa as a, as a, as, as a starting point, you know, let's the lightning lose that. Well, the lightning win that game and, and by no means or stretch of the imagination, was that a good, good win? <clears throat> and let's say they came back last night. And drop eight goals on the Hurricanes. Okay, that's that's a that's a performance. Unless you're playing NHL on easy, that's that's a performance that cannot be replicated. I mean, you'll get one of those every maybe once a month or so if you're lucky, but that that is not a performance that can be replicated. What can be replicated was what we saw last night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, like I said during the pod. I thought this team really got back to the basics. There are some things that they still need to work on, but they checked off some boxes for me. And I think in 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 my book, that's a win. I think that we went, if you're really going to narrow it down, um, this Lightning team went from a bad win to a good loss. And, and that's the best that you could hope for from this team right now. They're still trying to figure it out. They're still trying to figure out. And you could tell. I mean, you, you kind of know at this point, except for maybe some of the new guys uh, that, 
mostly on the defensive side of things. You, you know what everybody can bring to the table at this point. It's more so now John Cooper and this coaching staff, as well as these players, figuring it out. What is the best combinations on the ice? What are the best moves? And, and I think they've accepted it at this point because we didn't really see a lot of it the other night. We didn't really see a lot of those cross-size passes, which, as we all know by now, the Lightning love to do. They did a good job of of cutting down on the passes, making that extra pass, kind of looking you know, too, too fancy out there or whatever adjective you want to want to break out for it. Um, so, you know, there, there was a couple instances where, where there was an extra pass made uh, in a situation. And I'm fine with it, given how the game was going. I don't mind if the Lightning make those kind of plays, but if it's a game where you're struggling to get anything going, um, you know, it's you're just all you're doing is giving more possession time to the Lightning, and and yeah, that was the big obstacle that they had last night. They were playing against a team that not only dominates the faceoff circle, which hence dominates the puck possession, uh, but does a very good job of really not outstretching themselves, not going above their boundaries and playing within their game and plays smart hockey, and the Lightning adjusted. And so, yeah, I, I think this was really the best case scenario for the Lightning. Win or lose, I'm happy with this result because these were sustainable adjustments that were made by this team that, let's face it, has been struggling. Regardless of how you want to view their record, they have been struggling. But now you've seen that they have room and and it's it's – it, the ceiling is not too high for them to replicate this performance from the other night. So we'll see if they could do that. We could, we'll, we'll see if they could carry that over into Buffalo. We'll, we'll round out the show with that. I'm actually, if you're maybe if you're hearing some stuff in the background, I'm, I'm actually watching the Carolina Buffalo game right now. Carolina's up three, two at 10, 28 in the second, uh, really not going to make too much big of an infinite emphasis on that. Just, you know, just kind of doing some scouting. Uh, for Saturday's game, which we'll be dropping in an episode uh, sometime during the day on Saturday uh, before the game. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, so we're going to talk about what happened in the closing minutes of this game, as well as my views on the shootout uh, in just a little bit. But first, I want to take a moment to pause the pod for a second. OK. OK, we're paused. All right, great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar. Built Bar is always coming out with great flavors, and they got new reimagined flavors. They got cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and the coconut brownie topper. Uh, They also got some white chocolate peppermint granola just in time for the holidays rolling up. It's built to take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And the candy cane brownie puff built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. I'm telling you, these are amazing. I I, I always I, I always say it when we talk about Bill Bar here on the show. And it doesn't even feel like I'm eating something healthy. That's how good it tastes. It's almost as if healthy food was not meant to taste this good. And guess what? Bill Bar figured it out. I mean, you just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. It's 100% real chocolate with 17 grams of protein and shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130 calories. 
and the magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering what's which new flavor is my favorite. An unanswerable question at this point. I, I always mention a million flavors. That's a little bit of exaggeration, but I mean, I love all the flavors, so I really don't have a favorite. And they're all unbelievable, and they're all different. So you could order a mixed box, or you could just order five to try those out to start yourself off. So you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's 15% off. Off your order right now, right now. Go ahead and order before they run out. 50% off your order using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. So I'm going to take a moment, as we always do in the second segment of our shows. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day and our first, your first watch. If you're jumping on YouTube for the first time, uh, thank you. Thank you for, for, for choosing Locked on Lightning to be your first watch on YouTube. And if you want to give us a follow on our social media pages, love hearing from all of you. Love the, the conversation being had that I love. I, I, I see a, a new revamped fan base this year. A new, a, a more enthusiastic. I mean, you guys were crazy the last couple of years. You guys have managed to take it up to a level, and I love that. Uh, keep hitting me with those questions, whether it be via tweet or in my DMs, whichever you prefer. Uh, I always try to get back to everyone in a timely manner. Uh, I always respond regardless of who it is. So go ahead and do that. Drop a comment below as well on our YouTube channel. Uh, and, and let us know what you want to hear more of. Are, is there a player who you think is overperforming at this point in the season? Do you think there's a player that is underperforming at this point in the season? You know, there's, there's some players that have gotten off to slow starts. My favorite new player right now in this Lightning team is Pervix. I, I have to say, you know, even though I feel like this is a name, Nick Pervix is, is a name that I feel like a lot of Lightning uh, fans have not heard before. Maybe you have, uh, but so far, so good in his rookie season. Eight games, one assist, plus minus of one. I'll take that. Ten shots on net. Uh, that's about, you know, what you would expect out of a third-line defensive guy. So uh, that's fine. But the play he made, in the third period last night, I think it was in the third. Was it the third period of OT? Uh, I believe, you know, I'm just going to say it was third period. He made a great play, a, a potential game-saving play, um, fighting for position to, to wrestle, almost wrestle the puck away uh, from from the Hurricanes player. Just the, Yeah, it was. I believe it was the third period uh, in the closing second. So good play from him, and I love those plays. I will take those plays over a defenseman having highlight goals because those are the plays. If, if we know anything over the last three years with these playoff runs, those are the plays that win games. And and if you're going to have a guy who's going to play like that with fire in his belly, and, and I spoke about this with, I, I was tweeting back and forth with a fan of the show, um, how Perbix, you know, he's probably going to be the odd man out now with, with Hedman coming back and then eventually Bogosian's going to get back in the mix. He's got to make use of every single second that he is on that ice because he's going to, he's going to be the next guy up when inevitably, and I hate saying this, but inevitably when the next defensive player goes down with an injury. Uh, so he's got to be ready. He's got to show his merit. And so far he's been doing it very quietly, but I love it. I will take that. He played 18 minutes, close to 19 last night, and I thought every second of that was was phenomenal hockey from him. Uh, so kudos to Nick, uh, to Nick Pervix. 
last night. But let's talk about that, what happened in the third period. And and <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to the previous podcast from last night that we, re- we released, I believe it was during OT or maybe even the shootout, uh, I was talking about how I felt the way that the, the game was trending that not so much in the score category, but more so just by the way this team was playing. I thought the Lightning were going to start to pull ahead, start to play, you know, or start to play more puck possession game, start to kind of hold on to the puck, cycle it around. You know, if you get an opportunity there, that's great. You know, Pepper Anderson, but that didn't happen. Um, turnover, another turnover in their zone. Uh, Brady Shea is pretty much all all alone with with minimal traffic in front of Vasilevsky, and I said it there right in that moment, and I'll say it again. Listen, like Vasilevsky, there's no dispute, best goaltender in the world, and he he let the team down that minute. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna knock him completely. The guy faced he faced 50, 55 shots last night and saved fifty two of them. So, listen. Out of 52 for 55 is pretty impressive. But I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if this was like a crazy one timer or or a tough angle shot. I would let that slide. But Brady Shea, yeah, he's more of an offensive minded defenseman, but I mean high slot. Not much traffic around you. You're the best cold tender in the world. You make a lot of money. You got to save that. You got to save that. You got to save it. And, I, and I'm and i sure, I I mean, I didn't look at any of the post-game stuff because I, I just, I if you if you heard me on the, the post-game or the, the recap episode after the Senators game, um, I, I've just pretty much had it with, with, the, with the very, uh, what's the what's the right word? The 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 lala, if you want to call it the 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 lackadaisical mindset, I guess if you want to call it, of these guys, kind of like when when they facing adversity and try to play it off, like oh, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. You've been figuring it out for a long time. I I didn't even look at all of that, but I'm sure Vasilevsky was probably thinking in that moment or even after the game. Um, Probably should have had that in the moment, but it is what it is. You know what? They came away with points, and especially early on in the season, uh, you want to accumulate as many points as possible. Uh, so you know what? You still work. You still walk away with one point, uh, even though you want to probably pick up that extra point in, in the shootout. Um, Lightning, as it stands, are in third place in the Atlantic Division, thirteen points, one behind Buffalo, who they will be facing on Saturday. Uh, that being tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, they will have a chance to to get within a couple, I guess a handful of points of of Boston. So that that is something that's good. And 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 I'm I'm not, you know, maybe in years past, I mean last year I definitely had this mindset, but maybe the couple of years before as well. You know, I'm not looking at the Eastern Conference, the top Eastern Conference. You know, I'm not looking at the Lightning as let's let's compete for the top two. No, I, my goal is let's just, let's just stay within the top two of the Atlantic division. I'm not expecting this lightning team to win the division. Uh, I think the Panthers will start to get it together. I think Toronto will eventually figure it out. And those are obviously, you know, the two top teams that are within your, your 
your sight of being at the top dogs in the Atlantic division. Uh, and and now with Buffalo, who knows how long they're going to play well. Right now they're giving Carolina a very good run for their money. Carolina, who was established last night that they they are a good hockey team. They are for real. I mean, they, they've always been a good hockey team for a couple a uh, couple of years now, but and and even Ottawa, who yeah, they're sitting at the bottom of the division. But I I I don't believe that this is the team. Uh, I don't believe how they're playing is going to be reflective on how they end. Uh, so they're another team that I'm looking out for, as well as Detroit. Uh, so very competitive division, but you know you got to pick up all the points you can. Um, and, and the Lightning did that. You know I I hate playing. I hate the Lightning going to overtime. Uh, I spoke about it last year on the podcast. How they, I believe at the top of my head, they played something like eight overtime games last year. I, I might be a little bit over on that number. I'll say maybe six, but that's still a lot of overtime games. That's still a lot of minutes for a team that has played a lot of games over the last couple of years. And so, you know, I always get worried, especially now this year where, and, and I'm sure the lightning have kind of tried to emphasis. Let's just, and, and this isn't a new concept in the game of hockey. Let's get these games wrapped up in regulation, go home, get some extra rest. They were, unfortunately they weren't able to do that. Uh, but they kept it together in overtime. Vasilevsky, uh, pretty much stood on his head for the end of the, for the rest of the game until the shootout, which a lot of, some people might think that the, the shootout is exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. I like more, I, I, I more so associate the shootout, associate the shootout with the Olympics just because of TJ Oshie and everything that, that happened with that years ago and, you know, all the nostalgia. But I don't know. I just feel, and and this might be a little controversial. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know how pa- passionate some people are about shootouts. Uh, I my my uh, estimation is that there are a lot of people that are just like kind of like me, like, hey, eh. you know, it, it's cool. It's a parlor trick, but it, it's it's not my cup of tea. I I just feel when it comes to the shootout especially in a game like this that was very competitive. You have two very good hockey teams who are playing very good on that particular night. I just feel like that's a very big letdown, a big, uh, a big, uh, a very low climax for a game such as that, you know, to be decided by one V one, which I would rather, if you're going to do something like that, just go to three on three, you know, you play one OT period, and then you go to three on three, and then you just do it like that. You have three minute periods or two minute periods, something, something very short and like that, where the you know if you keep going and going and going, at least you have that rest where guys can sort of, you know, take a breather uh, between play. So you know, I I I just don't think that the shootout is a good measure of talent. You know, that's obviously why it's not played why it's not used in the playoffs. I just feel like, you know, maybe this is just wishful thinking. I just feel like the NHL should get rid of it in in a couple of years, maybe five years from now. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I just, you know, Vasilevsky has never really been overly impressive in shootouts. Uh, so maybe that's the other thing, but I just feel like there's a lot of goaltenders that are just not particularly good at shootouts either. It's kind of like, <clears throat> to me, like the shootout is just just a dunk contest in the NBA, but with a defender. Uh, 
you know, interpret that how you will. But I, I just feel like, like I said, I, I just feel like that's a big letdown given how impressive of a game this was for Tampa Bay and, and how well on the other side of that Carolina was playing. I mean, like I said, they had 55 shots last night. Wouldn't you like to see some sort of script turning moment in a, in a potential three on three moment in a, I guess you call it a second overtime or a sudden death kind of, I, I'm sure that if they ever get it to that point, they'll, they'll come up maybe with a, a cooler name than maybe overtime or sudden death or golden goal or something. Um, wouldn't you like to see something like that? Uh, Vasilevsky rises to the occasion in, in this do or die or sudden death period, uh, makes a couple of big saves, and then the Lightning go back down the ice and score. I think that would have been more of an appropriate ending. And, and I, I just feel like, not even with the Lightning, just in hockey in general, I, I just feel like in a majority of situations, maybe that takes away from like that sort of that memorable moment. You know, nobody really remembers some big game-winning goals in in shootouts, except for Oshie in the Olympics, which we're not, I guess you can't even, you can't even include that because it's not even the NHL. Uh, Pavel Dasuk, which was every shootout goal he ever had. I mean, he was the shootout king. He was basically the Vince Carter of the NBA. I mean, of the NHL in that respect. And then Marek Malik uh, is between the legs uh, goal against the Capitals back in the early mid-2000s for the Rangers. So, you know, can you name me anything more memorable than those? I don't think you can. So I, I, I really think at the grand scheme of things, I think maybe the NHL should re-examine uh, the shootout. Not now, but maybe down the line. So wrapping things up, like I said, we are on the eve of the Lightning jumping back on the ice against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Sabres are playing right now in Carolina, so they will be playing on a back-to-back. So the Lightning will be a little bit extra rested, and you'll have kind of a little bit of a tired uh Buffalo Sabres team, which will be good for the Lightning because the Sabres have been playing very well to start off the season. And the Sabres are also a point ahead in the division right now. So that would be kind of an ideal situation um, for the Lightning if if Carolina could hold on to this game. Um, and and now we're talking about, you know, a win for the Lightning or could or a win in in a shootout or or an overtime. Actually, in a shootout, uh, could potentially, you know, put them ahead. So we'll have to see what that happens. I, I I just think that Buffalo, and I spoke about this on the Locked On NHL team, oh, Locked On NHL podcast, the, the the national show. If you don't watch, if you don't listen to that or watch that, go ahead and listen to that. I host that with Locked On Avalanche host Chris Masilli every Thursday. We do a power rankings. We talk about the biggest stories going on during that week, particularly. Uh, whether news that breaks Wednesday night or Thursday during the day. So check that out as well. And I, and I, we, we were talking about the power rankings as we normally do. And, and I was talking about Buffalo. Um, and we were talking about Buffalo because I believe they made, if I remember correctly, they made one of the biggest jumps on our list. And Buffalo is one of those teams. And we saw this last year. I, re- I remember distinctly. Early in the season, the Lightning lost, had a bad loss to the Sabres early on. And the Sabres were probably 
competitive for the first month, maybe. And I even said it later on when the Lightning were losing to teams that they shouldn't. They 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 had chances where they could have accumulated points to to kind of put themselves in a better situation in the division. Um, you know, there was I, I really think if you know a certain certain games are are won by the Lightning, um, we would have been sitting here talking about them finishing ahead of Toronto. Uh, but I look at this this Buffalo team, and I feel the same way about them now as I did back then. I just feel like they're outplaying themselves. And and yeah, yeah I, I will give them all the credit in the world. I think the way they play, they're very tough. They beat the Penguins the other night, which is anytime a team like this beats the Penguins, I believe they scored six goals on them. It's very impressive. Um but, you know, the names are there, and, and I've spoken about this, whether it be on the national show or even here on this show, is that, you know, it's it's one thing to have a team with names of players and say, these guys are good, they got a lot of skill, a lot of upside. If the pieces fall together or the stars align, and in a lot of those cases, the if is pretty big. And usually you see the stars align early on in the season and then guys face adversity. You have guys miss time due to injury. We hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't see this this year, of course, but it's still a part of our lives now. So we might see the COVID bug rear its ugly head. So there's also that, you know, you have the Jack Quinns, the Victor Olofsons, the Alex Tooks, the Dylan Cozens, the Tage Thompsons. Those names I just mentioned just now, very talented players, as well as Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power. Uh, so you you have the players to where if the stars align, if everything comes together, you have a good skilled hockey team for the most part, scattered around. But, you know, the goalie situation, Craig Anderson, it depends on what, <laughs> to me, it depends on what day of the week you get him on. You know, he could be a, a decent goaltender and there's other nights where he could be a complete train wreck um and so really what i'm trying to say is that this is a very winnable game for the tampa bay lightning i i think that and and i might be using this this phrase a little bit too often earlier on the season but this is a must win i think at this point in the season it is very imperative that you you collect as much points as you can because you will have those rough spots. There, there will be spots down the season where the lightning will drop three, possibly four in a row. And so you're going to look back on the schedule, just like I spoke about last year, you're going to be looking at, you know, a game like this where, you know, the lightning drop those three, four in a row and are in a rut and are, if they win games, it's, it's barely, it, you're sweating the entire time and you're going to be looking back on the schedule saying, oh, we lost to those guys. We lost to the Sabres. And so, yeah, these are the games where you got to go in and play the same exact way you played the other night against Carolina. I think, like I said, the, the, the level of play, what you did there, the boxes you checked off. I think it's, it's very possible and to, to replicate a performance like that. Uh, and and lightning, if they could do that, if they could play that way, have bring that foundation that they built, rebuilt uh, for themselves in in the game the other night against Carolina, bring that into Buffalo on Saturday. 
I think the talent will shine. I think the veteran leadership will shine. I think that you will see the experience there and the rest will handle itself and we'll be uh, walking away from Saturday night's game uh, talking about a lightning win. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow dropping a preview episode uh, for that game as well. So tune in for that and make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Hit the notification button on whatever platform you follow us on. Uh, So you are notified as soon as the newest episode drops and we'll be back tomorrow. So that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.